What's up, guys? This is Stan R. Mitchell, and this is the August 9th edition of The View from the Front. For those who don't know, my name is Stan R. Mitchell, and I'm a prior infantry Marine who loves talking about military matters. Every Tuesday and Friday, we discuss these items, uh, military, defense news, as well as some history, motivation, and wisdom, and we do this all from a moderate perspective. The Tuesday posts are available to everyone, but they're delayed by day unless you're a paid subscriber. That's just a small way to encourage folks to support what we're doing here if they can. But at most, it really doesn't penalize you if you don't want to make that $5 a month payment. At most, you're just going to wait an extra day for the content. Um, so with that out of the way, let's talk about today's show. I wanted to discuss Russia some, China some, maybe one or two other small things. And then, of course, we'll end with plenty of uh, motivation and wisdom, which is probably the uh, most enjoyed part of the show, if I had to guess. But... So let's start with uh, China. There are three items I wanted to discuss in regards to China uh, since Speaker Pelosi left last week after visiting the island of uh, Taiwan. Uh, one thing that I wanted to lead off with was a story in Politico. Uh, and again, uh, anything that I quote from, I'll, I'll put a link to in the source notes, which you can get to at the bottom of the podcast if you're listening to it, or you can go to my Substack and find it there. There should be links everywhere. Pretty easy to find this stuff. Uh, but Politico had a story that uh, broke the news that top Chinese military officials have not been returning multiple calls from uh, some of America's generals. Uh, these include the Secretary of Defense, Lloyd Austin. They've also not returned calls from the uh, chairman of the Joint Chiefs, General Martin Milley. So they weren't returning calls while they were launching missiles and positioning warships and doing everything they've been doing in these military drills, which they've now extended by at least a few days. And so this is something that obviously has the potential to, uh, in case of any kind of an escalation, not having a, a, a peer country that you're, um, you know, in some level of uh, friction with, not return your calls is kind of a bad thing. Throughout most of the Cold War, the Soviet Union and the uh, United States had kind of a de-escalation hotline, so to speak, where our top military officials could talk to theirs and make sure that small little things happening um, wouldn't um, escalate out of control. So the fact that China is not returning calls, a little concerning, and that kind of leads into point two. The second point I wanted to make uh, kind of aligns with what we just discussed in point one um, regarding the fact that we don't have some of these um, de-escalation um, calls in place or lines of communication. And uh, Admiral James uh, Stavridis, he was the uh, former Supreme Allied Commander at NATO. Uh, in an interview that I'm posting, he shared um, something that's, you know, a lot of us, it's easy to forget, but he said, you know, when these jets are buzzing by one another, these aren't like, uh, and I'll kind of quote, but he said, these are not mature, very seasoned senior diplomats. Uh, he said instead that up there flying those jets are people like Goose and Maverick. And so it's kind of a reminder that um, these are, um, you know, these are some of, these are very aggressive uh, young men and, and possibly women, at least on one side. I don't know if China has female pilots, but these are very aggressive individuals and um, they are trying to intimidate the other side. And so not having these calls and and lines of communications are the kind of things that can lead to some um, potentially dangerous situations. And so 
I thought it was important to share that video. That's also in the source notes. And then we'll get to the third and final point on China. This point also involves Admiral Stavridis. He was on uh, Morning Joe on uh, yesterday, on Monday, and um, kind of speaking from 10,000 feet, he said that uh, he expects tensions to go down uh, in the coming days between China and uh, Taiwan slash the U.S. Uh, he also mentioned uh, that if there ever was a war, there'd be some kind of blockade and a long-range missile attack. We've talked about those before. But uh, he actually added that he doesn't expect any kind of an invasion because he thinks Ukraine has taught China some lessons and that um, those lessons include that the West can remain unified in strong alliances and also that the people on Taiwan uh, might fight back the same way the people in Ukraine have. So he thinks China has perhaps seen Russia's struggles with its invasion of Ukraine and is perhaps taking note and deciding that maybe um, they'll just keep, you know, using bluster in the short term. So we've knocked out China. Let's move to uh, the invasion of uh, Ukraine by Russia. And there were several things I wanted to get to on that. We'll begin by uh, sharing that the U.S. has publicly announced that it has shared some uh, very sophisticated missiles with Ukraine. Um, these are, most folks won't know the name, but the uh, AGM-88 high-speed anti-radiation missile, which stand, the acronym is HARM, which is a great name for it, but they have a huge range of 30 miles, um, one of the longer range weapons the U.S. has provided to Ukraine, um, and this is, I'm taking this information from the CNN article, uh, although most of this information is all publicly available. I've got a link to the CNN article in the source notes. But these weapons are uh, fired from aircraft at uh, anti-aircraft uh, radar systems. And the uh, Russians have a great one called the S-400, which has a huge range as well. And it's been keeping the uh, Ukrainian Air Force from, um, it's been struggling to operate over large amounts of Ukrainian airspace because of these really advanced missiles that the Russians have. It's probably one of the better weapons systems that the Russians have. Well, the U.S. has finally announced that it has um, provided Ukraine with these uh, weapons. And, and basically, the HARM missiles will um, detect where radar is being um, initiated from, like one of these um, anti-air sites that have these missiles. And you essentially launch the missile at the radar that's trying to ping you, and the missile takes it out. So it's kind of a great way to... Uh, knock out these weapon systems that have been preventing the Ukrainian Air Force from operating as effectively as it would like to. So that's pretty big news for Ukraine for sure. It was also widely reported that the U.S. recently announced another billion dollars in new aid to Ukraine, and uh, CNN reported that that has um, now brought the tally up to $9.1 in security assistance since uh, Russia invaded in February. So we're definitely still supporting um, Ukraine quite strongly. And um, so that kind of leads to uh, my next point about something that's pretty amazing that happened over there. That amazing thing, in fact, uh, involves some breaking news that happened literally as I was starting to record this in the hour or two as I was finalizing the show notes. So you essentially won't find this in any media yet, but probably by the time you're listening to it, if you Googled it, you would find it. Uh, but Ukraine launched some missiles that flew uh, way further than any of the um, 
high Mars or multiple launch rocket systems. Um, those have been firing anywhere from 40 to 60 kilometers. But there were uh, major explosions that are were well beyond that distance, at least 230 kilometers, um, maybe as many as uh, one place I saw, like 200 plus for sure kilometers, um, maybe a tad more. Everyone's trying to figure out using various, you know, uh, map systems on what the exact distance is because no one's real sure where they were fired from. But regardless, I've got three different source links in the source notes that uh, you can see the explosions, but there was a Russian airbase down in the southern part of what used to be Ukraine and what hopefully one day will return to Ukraine. But in Crimea, in the Crimean Peninsula, there was a Russian airbase that's been safe from attacks. And I think the Russians had um, safely assumed that um, this, this area was that Ukraine had nothing that could hit it. So they've gotten a little complacent about what all they stored there from fuel to ammunition, etc. Also, as a bit of background, the U.S. has typically announced ahead of time, hey, we're sending Ukraine XYZ weapon system. And that has given the Russians a little bit of time to, um, you know, um, I don't want to say prepare, but to avoid any type of escalation type situations. Well, apparently this time the U.S. has gotten smart or maybe a little bit more courageous and they didn't announce some of the weapon systems they have. So um, there's a couple, there's just speculation on what we actually sent, but certainly the Ukrainians had something that fired 200 kilometers. Um, some folks on Twitter are thinking it's either those harm missiles that I uh, mentioned earlier, perhaps some type of uh, anti-ship missile that could also hit ground targets, uh, or there's... Also, an army um, weapon system that we might have sent from our U.S. Army. Regardless, I'm sure by Friday we'll know more what it is, but you can see both a map of how far they fired. Also, unbelievably large explosions um, video that you can see, and then a little bit of um, data that's about the attack. All of these are from uh, defense analysts and sources that I trust and that have been consistently right since the invasion began all the way back many months ago. So I think we'll have more news soon. Hopefully they knocked out a ton of ammunition and fuel for the Russians. And I also hope it's the uh, a bit of a uh, early warning for the Russians that if they think they're going to be safe on the Crimean Peninsula and hold on to it, they uh, perhaps have another thing coming. While we are sending increasingly more advanced weapon systems, uh, including in that CNN article earlier that I linked to and mentioned, um, an analyst was talking about that um, we've been also continuing to send parts for um, the fighters that the Ukrainians are flying, their MiGs, and there continues to be discussion that, that um, the U.S. will be training and eventually sending F-16s to Ukraine. Um, but um, And you can read that in the CNN article um, Actually, I just decided to look it up myself. Um, it was Colin Call, uh, who's an undersecretary of defense for policy. And he said at a press briefing that the U.S. was doing a number of things to improve the situation in the air around um, in Ukraine, including spare parts for the MiGs. And um, and again, like I said, there's increasing talk of uh, the U.S. sending F-16 U.S. fighters there. And there was even a piece of... Uh, Ukrainian, um, uh, basically on an official channel that showed um, 
their Air Force with an F-16 paint with the a uh, U.S. or U.S. F-16 with a Ukrainian flag on it recently. And while that is propaganda, it you know that's not something that if we're supplying them with, we would want them to say, "Hey, be putting up this stuff," which adds pressure to us. It, it seems increasingly um, likely that we are going to be sending some of those at some point, or maybe are already in the process of training some other pilots here. But uh, but again, we're knocking out some of their radar stuff. But the thing I wanted to get to, which I've done a terrible job circling around to, is while we are sending very advanced weapons, um, Ukraine has just continued to do an incredible job of basically defending them themselves with what they have. And I post, I wanted to share this. I've had this saved since like July 20. So it's almost like three weeks ago, but too little time and too little space. But I wanted to show just an incredible video. So I've put this up in the source notes. And these are two um, commercially bought drones that Ukraine has. And of course, drones can only carry so much weight. And that's usually a pretty limited amount of weight for most of the rather inexpensive commercial ones. And what the Ukrainians did is on one of them with the limited amount of weight it could carry, they they planned it, uh, planted a uh, thermal camera so it can see at night. So they have this uh, drone at, you know, a few thousand feet up with thermal imagery and it can see what's on the ground. And then below that, you will see they have another drone come in, which can only carry, you know, a couple or maybe one or one small anti-tank weapon or small mortar. So it can't carry much, but you can see them fly in the smaller drone under the thermal image. And they're literally lining it up to drop a small round from a commercially available drone onto a tank below, which they hit. And it's it's just incredible that they've taken these two inexpensive platforms and found a way to um, use them together and communicate through two different people flying two different drones and gotten good enough to actually hit a target. But uh, so while we are continuing to um, supply and arm them, they are also proving just very capable at, um, you know, cobbling together what they have to do the best they can with with what little they do have. All right, so I had wanted to get to one or two other things, but just to be quite frank, I didn't manage to have the time. I'm mostly having to record these during a lunch break from from my regular full-time job. So on the one hand, I could make excuses or complain, but on the other, I think there's an important um, kind of leadership lesson and something that I believe in, which is, you know, you know, there have been many generals that say you go to war with the army you have and with the weapons you have. And likewise, you chase your dreams with what you have and um, with the time you have. And sometimes things aren't ideal and that's just the way life goes. But we don't let things stop us from pursuing our goals. So I wish the thing was going to be longer today, but it is what it is. And I'm not going to make excuses and uh, we'll keep working to try to find more ways to uh get longer episodes in and uh, cover more stuff or maybe more frequency. I'm not sure. That's the uh, great thing. That's, that's the way life should be when you're chasing a goal is you try to set a, uh, a path to follow and you start that way, but you're going to hit some curves. You're going to hit some bumps in the roads. Maybe we change frequency. Maybe we change how often we do this or, or whatever those things are. I'm not sure, but we're going to figure it out. And I've learned from long experience that if you just keep hitting against something long enough, you're going to find a way forward. So 
But that being said, let's hit um, the motivation and inspiration for the day. And we will start with um, kind of a um, something that I need to work on. Sometimes I'm, I can be impatient. Who would have guessed it, right? But uh, so there was a link shared that, uh, and I've got all these in the source notes. These are great people to all follow um, that talked about supportive communication. And it had a list of things that instead of saying this, you should try this. So the first one was, instead of saying you'll be fine, you should say, I understand. Instead of saying you should do something, you should try saying what makes you feel supported. Instead of saying it's okay, try saying I'm listening. Instead of saying I once and then going into your own story, you should try saying tell me more. Instead of saying how are you, you should try saying what made you smile today. So those were three good ones. I wanted or uh, several good ones from that list. I wanted to share that and then move into some additional motivation. I'll just kind of work my way through these somewhat quickly. The first one was uh, success takes time. Keep grinding. Uh, another one was live your life in such a way that when your name is mentioned, people will smile. Uh, another one is a, a quote from a Confucius. It does not matter how slowly you go so long as you do not stop. Another one is, don't limit your challenges, challenge your limits. That one's a good one. I'll read it one more time. Don't limit your challenges, challenge your limits. Another one, you have the power to become anything you dream of, not only today, but every day. This is not done by luck, but through your actions and mindset. Here's another one. Create a mindset where you think everything is happening in your favor. That was a great one. Um, this is a, a quote from uh, Leo uh, Tolstoy, the famous Russian writer. Uh, and that was my alarm. But the writer said, no matter how old or sick you are, how much or little you have done, your business in life not only isn't finished, but hasn't yet received its final decisive meaning until your very last breath. So obviously the point of that is, doesn't matter how old you are, if you've got some kind of dream you want to chase, something you want to do, you should be making that happen. Um, let's go with a few more. Wise men are not always silent, but they know when to be. Good one. Here's one. Some of life's best lessons are learned at the worst times. Don't give up when things get rough. Fight harder. Remember, it always works out in due time. All right, we'll do one more. Do you know of any tree that you plant today which produces fruit overnight? Have faith. That little seed you are planting today will become a giant tree one day. Do your thing. Focus on the process. Work hard. Don't quit. Results will take care of themselves. And that is a great one to end on right there. So that's uh, it for this edition. As a reminder, please be kind. Try your best to love your fellow Americans. We need to pull this country together and stop hating those on the other side. We got to stop rewarding the loudest and most angry voices on either side. So. Let's all aim for compromise, respect for the other side, and a more serious gravity to our politics. And we can all do that by how we interact on social media. So try to bite your tongue, try to be kind, try to be the better person. I know this isn't easy, but we can all try. Um, obviously, at the same time, try to be a better person yourself each and every day. So if you haven't already signed up, you just come across us, please sign up for free episodes at a minimum. We'd be proud to have you join us. And if you love what you're listening to, 
you know, throw a couple bucks in the hat by subscribing. That would help us a lot. I'd really appreciate that. It would help sustain the show. But I appreciate each and every one of you. Every email I get, every tweet, every time you share something, I really appreciate it. It means a lot to me. And if you have two seconds, you can drop a rating or review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you're listening. I think we only have a few ratings, so with a new show, a little love there might help us grow a little bit. Thanks again, guys. You guys are the best. I appreciate you, and uh, we'll see you guys on Friday.